0: The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org.
1: In detail, but uh, uh, let me show some structure of the, these basic words because these basic concepts is explained in, re, in repetition in Pali Canon. So if you remember these Pali keywords, it's very much easier to read text. So that's why I want to explain some poly keywords first. So, and then, uh, first, can you see three treasures? It's a... Uh, oh, sorry. I'm very mindless. <laughs> Not mindful. <laughs> so. Okay, then, uh, uh, the... I think Buddha is already English word, the awakened one. And then Dhamma is also maybe English word. Uh, it's a, oh, but, but Dhamma is a very, has a very many meanings. So you have to be careful careful when you meet Dhamma. So Dhamma, many meanings, but the first it's a, sometimes it's a teaching so in this context the co- in the context of, of three Latinas, it's it means uh, buddha's dham buddha's teaching so it's a some, some it's just a thing so phenomena? and third dhamma or dharma in sanskrit so and then sometimes it's a Justice, for example, King Ashoka uh, established his dhamma in Sanskrit. They say, in this case, it's a justice. It's not kind of teaching or things or something like that. So, and then, yeah, so here it's it means, dhamma means teaching. So, and then, next, sangha. It's a community, and uh, it also means a uh, association of people. But it, but in this this context, sangha is uh, there's a clear definition. It's a community of monks and nuns. So it's a bikku and bikuni, and then it's a that's a definition of. Sangha in this context. So, and uh, it's interesting if you read uh, in com- Sangha community, Buddhist monks and nuns have uh, uh, had to obey the discipline called Vinaya. And then if you read Vinaya text, it's very surprisingly democratic. It's uh, there is no kind of leader of Sangha. Of course, Buddha was a leader, but uh, uh, he has, he couldn't order something, some, uh, it was not allowed some person, particular person, other member of a Sangha to do something. It's a, uh, everything was uh, decided by the uh, meeting of like this. And then, uh, there is a manner, if young bhikkhu meet uh, older bhikkhu, they have to do a vow first or something like that. They, they had to keep mana, but uh, there is no, how say, relation of power between younger person and older person. It's very equally. And then each person had a right to vote as a one person. So, uh, yeah, it's very interesting. And then, yeah, and then... So then... uh Buddhism doesn't have uh, any creator or, uh, powerful God. So they explain the world as, uh, uh, philosophically. So, so that is the next point. So, and. So, we human beings have uh, six senses, and then they have uh, each object. So, this is eye, chakku is eye. Yeah, yeah, please. Uh, the second one spelled. Ah, uh, sota, yeah. Okay. Yeah, sota. And then, your eye cannot listen to sound. You cannot smell something, but uh, you can your eye can only see some visible things, visible form. So that is rupa. And the sota is ear, it's uh that its object is a sata sound. And the gana is notes is to the uh, ganta, Ganda, smell. And the jibber is a, a tongue. Its object is a rasa, taste. Kaya is body. Its object is a potapa, tangible. And uh, Mano is mind, and its object is Dhamma. In this context, Dhamma is uh, just a mental object. It doesn't mean any teaching or phenomena. So it means a mental object here.
2: Such
1: as thoughts or... Something. So, so feature. Such as thoughts. Oh, yeah, 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 thoughts or something, yeah. But I thought is it more, man, no, it's more, yeah, what do you think? Yes, thought, yeah. makes sense. So it's one of the Buddhist explanations of uh, cognition. So... And they say that in Hinduist system, there is a Atman, more than here, but they, Buddhism, in the Buddhism, it... Atman is denied so it uh, Atman doesn't exist so that's why they stop here ask, Yes please Can you say something more about the Oh it's a uh, what it is uh, touched okay. Yeah Any questions Ah is... uh, patapa Also, people have read the basic book of book a book of Buddhist Buddhist teaching, right? So you are accustomed to these concepts, right? Yeah. Okay. But, Let's go first.
3: Okay.
1: Okay. A very area. Exactly. Exactly. In this case, it's not so big problem, but next it's a big problem. <laughs> so, Panchakanda. It's very difficult. So next one is a pachang, pachang, Pachakanda. It's uh, about the uh, individual. And some scholars interpret it as a world. It's a desert. bit problem, but. then rupa is a uh, visible uh, things it's uh, it's not so difficult and uh, vedana is uh, from root with it originally means look, see and then in this uh, in, in this context it's a feeling bad feeling or good feeling uh, and then how say? neutral neutral feeling, yes. And then Sanya is a perception. And then let me skip this and then Vinyana is from V Junior. V means uh divide and the junior is a uh, uh no how say no so no something divided so that's why it's Trans the consciousness do you think it's a good word <laughs> Any other options <laughs> you than what you said? <laughs> <laughs> knowing something divide yeah it's a said know uh, sorry it's a kind of cognition of a, a, anal- to analyze something yes. You're Awareness of? of awareness of yeah, but it's a, a kind of consciousness, yes, but uh, it's a, like a knowing knowing something divided three really, or something. V means a divide and junya means know so it's to know a recognition. It's a Yeah recognition it's yeah exactly, exactly. that is is uh, vijñāna Sanya is a Sam is a, this is also Sam Junya and then Junya is also same as Vijuniana. So junya is no to know and then this also to know. But san is a, means a same or a kind of identify. Uh, so so it means this is analysing, right? But san junya is a more, ident- to know something by identifying something. So if you see something here, and oh, this is a dog. It's a, you have a concept of dog in your mind, and then you see that this is a dog. So it's a kind of san junya. And then if you see the, you know, if you see, if you have a Thai food or something, and oh, this is a cabbage, and this is a potato, you can analyze. A kali or some food, you know, when you have food. And you can analyze something. It's a vision Can you understand? Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, then. So number three is is more of an. Identify something. So more of a knowing. And number five is more like analyzing. Exactly, exactly. Both. Identification? Can you say identification? yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's oh, nice. I think of that nice. I guess as we've usually been taught this it's maybe it's the knowing divided among the sense
0: doors. Mm-hmm. As we're usually taught what vinyana means. It's like there's eye consciousness
1: and ear consciousness. Yes, 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 it's the yes. Right, right. Where the v, where the dividing comes mm-hmm. But I think the dividing knowing Right, right, sense right. Sense exactly. Sense. So i V Vig- is a it also is also used in the wider context. In this context, it's more uh, strict meaning. It's a more uh, categorization. But uh, in that context, vijñāna is a just a consciousness. Like a, yeah, as you said, it's, a, it's is connected with the uh, eye uh, or some six senses. So yeah, right. But there's, ge- there's generally the point in
0: of buddhism
1: that there isn't any consciousness itself apart from the six senses that there's I-consciousness right? I-consciousness right. and so forth and there's yeah. not any abstract consciousness other than consciousness of one exactly but, but in, in that context Vizunayana is used in a more broader sense it's just more it's just like a consciousness but here it's more strict yeah so like a Dhamma it's a it's the meaning is a little bit, becomes different. It depends on the context, so. Yes, please. And since it's
3: the same word, but you're saying it different, it, it, is it clear, is the context what tells you the meaning?
1: Yes, it's because mostly it's important.
3: The meaning, so just the consciousness is different than a, than I have this, uh, of, you know, i consciousness, your consciousness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's like Is this broader sense of just, yes. just consciousness itself? You're saying it's, it's used in both ways, if I understand correctly? Yeah, yeah. And, and, it's, and it's the context makes it clear,
1: Exactly, exactly. For in, in some text, in some sutra text says that vijñāna is uh, as absolutely same as a chitta, heart or mind. So, in that context, vijñāna is a, like a yeah, consciousness, it's a more broader sense. Yeah, yeah, some text says that. But, but, in this context, it's more, uh, s- meaning is more, how say, what is it? Narrow. Narrow, yeah. It's not, like a con, consci- in general, consciousness in general. It's more analyzing or something, categorization. Yeah. And then, vedana is a more comfortable or uncomfortable or neutral or something. More kind of impression, and this is a visible form. And problem is uh, fourth sankara. This is a really difficult word. I I don't think any scholar found the best translation of sankara. So, and then some I have to say something. Usually, one, two, three, five is uh, singular. But uh, only Sankara is always used in plural. It's uh, this is one point. And then, and then we have to understand that in the his- historical context, I think.
3: For Sankara, it's together You're doing doing something together? Like a sense of reality? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. What are all the things that are making here? Yes, 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 yes. Everybody's agreement on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I want to. I'm interested in everyone's opinion, but uh, yeah, let let me ask you later. So, sun means together and. It's from Sankala is from this this word. And signs are together and this is do or make it's same origin as a create in English. Create or creation as from same root. And it's a make or doing, making. Keep keep. Okay. <laughs> and then Making together or make it perfect. So and then let's see first uh, Brahmanism before Buddhism come came. It was sankara was sankara me, meant the ceremony. because it means uh, making somebody perfect so ho, ho, it doesn't make, make sense but looks, but uh, uh, in Hinduist tradition: When you become adult, or when you go to next stage in your life, there is a ceremony, which is called sanskala. Because uh, there, in according to Hinduist text, there are very many stages of human beings. For example, when you were born, and when you get uh, three years old, seven years old. 10 years old, and then when you became uh, 15 years old, or some, to become adult, and each stages you have to have uh, each ceremonies, and then by doing these ceremonies, you can gradually become adult, and then when you become adult, it it is called you are reborn. You are reborn as a individual. So, before you are, before you become an adult, you are not human being in a sense. So, make sense? <laughs> so, images like this. So, this is uh, Brahman's world. And then, in this world, only upper three classes are living. And they are, all of them are following uh, Brahmanic rules, you know. And then, other people are out of Brahman's world. So they are Vaishya people. They don't know Sanskrit. They don't, they are not connected with the ceremonies. And then, baby is originally born in the outside here. They are dirty. They are full of sin. So, but after they accept they perform all ceremonies. they can join here and they reborn in this breathman's world so it's called rebirth it's so that that's why three upper classes are called duvija and it's a duvi means two and Ja means a bone. so three upper classes are. People reborn in the, in this world. So, and then sanskara is, means these ceremonies. So make person perfect. Okay, then it's a, makes sense. And then I think when Buddha used this word, he, I think he criticized that this kind of idea he didn't use this he didn't agree this kind of ceremonies and he he stopped he he, he, he didn't make disciples his disciples to perform these ceremonies so and then but uh, he accepted some meaning i think it's a uh, it means that uh, making this is a little bit my interpretation, so you don't have to follow me but <laughs> making yourself perfect or making yourself uh, better or perfect that is uh Original meaning of Sankara, I think. So, for example, I mean, in concretely speaking, it's uh, uh, for example, when you when you before <laughs> before you enter college or universities, you have to study that. Then, through studying, you become a student of some universities. Uh, university or college and uh, when you get a job in some company you have to uh, strive or you have to make an effort as a member of a company right? And then you can uh, uh, recognize as a member of company it's uh, always we are doing something for to make yourself as uh, some a person or to perfect so I think that's, uh, uh, that's what Sankara means. So maybe you may have an uh, objection or something, but uh, please be on, please feel free to talk about that. Do you have any questions or objections? Well, I think it's a lot broader meaning than that. In, uh-huh. in the Dharma, it's just every... It's right, right, right. Mentally created. Mentally created, yeah.
0: I was just thinking. I, I, I don't think it has much to do with perfecting yourself <laughs> in the Dharma. That doesn't quite fit. <laughs> it usually has more to do with right, right mentally created objects. Mm, mm. Anything that's brought exactly. together in
1: the mind. Exactly. Okay. Then let me next tr- explain the traditional uh, definition of sankhara And according to some commentarial literature. Based on your volition or intention, you make uh, two actions speech and and then can I say action? action. Huh? Yes. Bodily action, do you say? Action Bodily. Okay. Bodily. So there are three definitions of kalman. Kalman, and sometimes sankala is used in the same meaning because root is the same. Karma is also kri. Make or, make or do or something. So, and the sankala is also from Kuri, so. And they, according to Theravada tradition, your all three actions are based on from volition. So essence of karma is uh, your intention, they think. And then based on your intention, uh, speech and uh, bodily action is made. So these three actions are Carmen or Sankara. And then, let me ask, let's ask a question. Then, what about an ag- accident or something? When you drive a car and you crush the people, and then, is this a carman or something? No, because accident is not based on your volition. It's not kind of a, a kind of a, in this context, body reaction and speech is only, as long as your action is based on your volition. It's a karma. But uh, it's if it's accident, it doesn't make uh, any bad, con- bad effect. So Can I ask
2: a question?
1: Yes, please. What if the action comes from
3: some past volition? In a past life, for instance. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So the accident is the result of some volition
1: that came? From yeah, 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 yeah. It's a in that, in that case, it's the. You can interpret that accident as effect of past action, but it's not cause, right? I'm talking about a cause. So, if you made an accident, if you really had no, int- yeah, no, intended to kill somebody, it, it doesn't make any effect. So, so in that, in that, yeah, makes sense. Yes, please. Do you see that, say that understanding of Sankara's volition uh-huh. is commentarial understanding? Is that what you say Yes, commentary? absolutely. Co- commentarial text, and then not only commentarial text, but also some sutra explain that. Yeah,
2: I've heard that too, Richard. For, said, for example? Sankara volition. What did you say? I've heard that too. Sankara's volition.
3: Correct. Right. Yeah, here's Sankara and other things, you know, mental formations, all kinds of things. But I, I just
1: thought that you would make the comment that commentary, commentary, yes, say that, yeah, commentary that. explains that, and some sutras explain that. For example, a uh, Vibhanga sutta in the Nidana Sanyutta Sanjutta Nikaya says that uh, the sankala has uh, three definitions, and one is, one is second indices. So, yes, and then, this is in Pali, Chaitana volition. Yes, some, te, some some sutra explains that the essence of karma or sankhara is volition. Yeah. So that's why I think A big body translate this word in uh, as volitional formation. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Could
3: also include thoughts as well as action and speech.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's include. Yeah, yeah, it's, if it's based on volition, yeah, it's your karma. But if you do nothing, if you do something without your intention, it's not your karma. <laughs> so that's what it means, I think. Yes, please. Oh, I'm going oh sorry, to you go cannot back. see that. No,
3: no, I can see that. <laughs> uh, going back to... Yeah. AI was saying that you could have say uh, chaku vinyana or soto right.
1: vinyana yeah. so what is mano vinyana yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting question yeah there's a many academic uh, not academic but uh, it's a scholastic discussions in that depends on the many depends on schools but uh, I think it's the same it's just a chitta or heart yeah, yeah, it's the same. Uh, actually, mano vijñana and Chitta are used as a synonym in Sanskrit tradition. So, mano vijñana is also same, same I, mean, I think. Yeah. So, but and also. Uh, Sankala is used more uh, is used wider sense. At uh, sometimes it means that it means uh, all phenomena or everything you use ev- ev- everything. So it's like it's almost the same as a dhamma. Sometimes a little bit different, sankara, but uh, sankara yes, and then uh, it. Uh, it is a everything which is formed picture formed so
3: but are you saying you, you think really it's, in your own opinion volition is really more what it should always be thought of because it's the whole idea of other phenomena or just mental phenomena you know just it has not, it's not necessarily volitional it's just right. things happening in the mind yeah so yeah yeah of as mental as, as sankar. Exactly. But are you saying that you
1: think that's not? Yeah, in my opinion, it seems to me that. Stick
3: with
1: you're saying? Your own opinion? Yeah, in my opinion, is uh, more. It was used in not mental but social context. That's what I wanted to say first. Yeah, social context. So it was uh, a common concept in. Asian to Indian society. So when he Buddha used this word, it meant. It seems to me that it meant a more social context. So do you,
3: mean, do you think it meant volitional, volition, and the resultant actions in a social context? Exactly. That's what you really
1: exactly. Mean? Yeah. Exactly. That's what I wanted to meant. So. Yeah. So, right. And then. So, sankala is, let me summarize it. Sankala is used uh, in three contexts. First, it's in the three, five aggregates. Five aggregates. Second, uh, three characters sabbe sankara nicha, in this case. And the third is a paticca samuppada. So, here it's clear, very mental. It's a volitional, uh, as big body translated, volitional, uh, formation. This is the best word, I think. Because a sutra ex- defines this word as like this. So, or a karma, like a karma. It's the same words as a karma. But here, like a sappe, sankara, anicca, and so on, here it's a more phenomena in general. And the five aggregates, it's also, uh, oh yeah here here also a kind of formation volitional formation this is sorry this is a more a karma three kinds of karma so you have to think this word, even same words here but you should you should judge the which context is so. Okay then. Sorry, it's a that has to do with yeah, yeah. Or or this sankala has two, three, three contexts. So so then, would you see the look at the three, four, three characters tilakana and Yeah, sape, sankala, anicca. This is, sape means all, sankala means, as I said, that's formations, and anicca is impermanent. So, okay, then, let me... So, because sankala, subject of this sentence, sankala, is uh, plural, so it this is this must be plural, so it's plural, and it's originally a a nitya in Sanskrit, so it's a nitya means eternal or permanent. A is a negative, so that's why it's a impermanent. You see, a nitya impermanent, and dukkha is also suffering. And uh, it's also plural. And Anatta is also plural. (coughs) And An is also negative. Atta is uh, Atman, self. So I think all of you know these concepts. Yes, please. I wonder if you could
3: just say a little bit about Mm Dukkha?
1: So, Oh, suffering. Oh, so, yes. Actually, commenta- in commentary tradition, it explains duhu, star. Dufu is difficult. Sta means stand. Difficult yeah. to stable, to be stable. Okay. That's what Buddha Gossa interprets. But, uh, yeah, suffering is not. Do you have any opinion? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm not native speaker of English. I can't
3: speak. as a as a scholar of the language, but I have lots of hints. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Well, um, I think a bit more because the, the teaching is saying um, if 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 you if it's sort of a characteristic, one of the three characteristics, of suffering. Well, you know, would you use the word suffering? Or saying experiencing happiness in that moment, I don't know if you'd say suffering. I would think I, I tend to then think of more, kind of more of an oh, unsatisfactory. I like because, it because it's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not permanent, so it's not going to last forever. Right? So I think of suffering is certainly unsatisfactory. But I think even they they even say that, pleasurable mm. vana is is dukkha.
1: Thank you. Let's decide it. <laughs> it's a, I, I like it because in many suttas explains that uh, dukkha why everything is dukkha because you cannot control everything if you say do like this to somebody or myself you cannot do that if you be healthy even if you order yourself be healthy you get sick it means you cannot get control that's why everything is dukkha so Right, right. Unsatisfactory. It, it, I like it. Yeah, unsatisfactory.
0: So here's what it would be, um, you know, you said something about ethical to be stable. I was thinking of instability, although that's close to impermanence. Mm-hmm. The fact that you can't
3: keep it the same. I don't know. There's a sense of changeability yeah. I- I've heard that if you go back to the root meaning of dukkha, yeah. it has something, a sense of a wheel that's off-kilter, is that right? I've heard that said more than one time, like, a, like the axles off, the wheels out of balance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is, is, that, is that correct about
1: sort of going back? Yes, yes, that's a, a root meaning. But uh, I think, in my viewpoint, context is more important sometimes. here this scripture says using this word in the particular context. So I think unsatisfactory is more, look, sounds more good, it sounds suitable to the context, context I think. Yeah, unsatisfactory.
2: Word that I, I heard used that I really resonate with is yeah. a sense of disquietude.
0: Mm-hmm. Disquietude.
2: Disquiet- mm-hmm. Things are just never quite stable, mm-hmm. never quite uh, perfect, never quite perfect. Uh-huh, There's uh-huh. always something
1: that's just not... Yeah, that, that's very, also... Mm, I, mm. I
2: really resonate with that. It's, it's just another way of saying unsatisfaction. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it too, yeah. You said the,
0: the do means difficult and the sta is stand. Stand.
1: Stand. Yeah. stand, yeah. It's a commentary interpretation, but... Yeah. But, so Thank you for... Yeah, yes, please.
3: The, the dukkha... In Sanskrit, is not dusta.
1: No, no. Du-ka. So no.
3: is the is the ka that we're seeing here is that from dusta?
1: Oh, dusta is a just a commentary, later commentary. Oh, just a comment. interpretation. So it's not a li- linguistic yeah. interpretation. Yeah. So yeah, thank you. But but uh, with your help, we can attend <laughs> better translation. Yes, please. The context part also because like somebody has a child died and he's suffering and you say well this is unstable or this is this quiet, or this because there is suffering. Uh-huh. He's or she is not accepting or not able to contain the dead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it's not satisfied with what has happened. Mm-hmm, the context mm-hmm. probably is very useful. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I see. I see. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Anything else? No? So then. Right. Okay. Then. I want to go to text soon. So let's check uh, dependent origination. It's a I put some space here. It's a uh,
0: because, but uh, yeah.
1: at the uh, ending of dependent origination, can you see tanha, upadana, bhava, jati, jara Can you see that? Craving, grasping, becoming, birth, and old age and death. Dependent origination explains the cause and effect. And then last effect is jara marana. It's old and age. It's Cause is jati, birth. And then its cause is uh, bhava. Beca- becoming is not good translation, I think. It's, uh, well, sometimes life. Bhava is from buhu. It's, uh, comes from buhu. It's get born or. So sometimes it's a uh, life in incarnation, reincarnation. The act of the process of incarnation of
0: reincarnation.
1: Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a tra- commentary, according to tra- commentary interpretation, yes, it's a process of reincarnation. Yeah. And then it causes grasping. Oh, that's... Uh, yeah, and then upadanas causes tanha craving. And then I think this is a core of dependent origination, because if you read Pali canon and the Chinese canon and Tibetan canon, there are various kinds of dependent origination. And then some dependent origination is a very short. It's not 12. So some sutra explains only five dependent originations. It's so this is the Tanha Upadana Bhava Jati Jaramana. This is the also sh- one of the shortest links of dependent origination. And some text says not only five but also oh, eight. It begins with the Six organs, six senses: eye, nose, tongue and so on. So And then because you have uh, six senses, you have a uh, contact, six kinds of contacts. And then you, because you have a uh, six contacts, you have uh, six kinds of feelings. And because you have uh, six kinds of feelings, you have a uh, cravings, then grasping, becoming birth and old age and death. This is a kind of another kind of dependent origination, and then another other kind of dependent origination starts with a vijnana. You have a consciousness first, and then you recognize name and form, and then you get the six organs, contacts, feeling, craving, grasping, becoming, birth, old age, old age and death. So, and then a kind of longest, longest chain of dependent origination is a uh, 12 dependent originations. So this is a kind of Theravada tradition think that uh, this is a perfect form of dependent origination. It starts with uh, Abhijar, is uh, originally from Avid. Vid means a see or look, and A means a negative, so don't look, don't know. So that's why avijja means uh, ignorance or a misconception, and so on. And then sankkala is a volitional formation. And then you have a Vinyana. This is Vijuyana. Here, I think vinyana is a more broader sense. It's a more uh, consciousness. And then you have uh, Nama Rupa. Nama Rupa means, originally, means that Nama is the same as the name in English. So sounds is also Nama, name. Uh, and then... Originally, it meant uh, just a uh, name and form, visible things is a uh, nama Rupa. But uh, in this context, uh, Sutra explains that uh, nama is uh, mental functions, mental functions here. and Rupa is uh, your body. So this is an individual here, right? So and you have uh, nama rupa, you have uh, salayatana, six senses. Okay, then it's interesting uh, that uh, some sutra, according to some sutra's definition, dependent origination starts with the viññana and the nama rupa. It doesn't mention avijja and the sankhara. and then it says that viññana is a cause of nama-rupa, and nama-rupa is a cause of vinyana. So, it's like a, uh, it depends, vinyana and nama-rupa is depend on each other. So, in this context, nama-rupa is not mental function or body. It's just a name and formation. Vinyana is a consciousness, and uh, nama-rupa is a vinyana's object. So, as long as you have a conscious... As long as consciousness exists, uh, conscious objects of consciousness also exist. As long as con- objects of consciousness exist, consciousness exists. It's working. So that's what that sutra says. So they say that the vinyana in- depend on nama It also depends on the vinyana and the it- six senses beyond. Makes sense? <laughs> sorry. It's back and forth, Sorry? It's a back and forth. Yeah, it's a back and forth. Yeah, it depends on each other. Yeah.
3: Vijnana and Nama Rupa, the interdependence of them, that's more on
1: the Pali Yeah, it's also party-suta. For example, For example, or oh, Mahanidana Sutta in Diga Nikaya, it Explains only ten chains of dependent origination, yeah, and also some sutta in Sanhyutta Nikaya explains this way, in this way, yeah.
0: I can tell you all that this upcoming newsletter has a, the two-page article by Gil going through his view of dependent origination. <laughs> See what our teacher thinks about. It. He thinks we're finally ready <laughs> to hear this. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then
1: yeah i wanna i wanna skip it because we have not so many times, so yeah and then, let, let let me explain last let me explain the structure of a party canon. The, 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 as the last of this pa- this paper. Then, I didn't show translation, sorry. It's a, uh, Pali consists of uh, three baskets called Tipitaka. T means three. Pitaka is a basket. So, and then Vinaya Pitaka expre- defi- uh, explains the discipline of monks and nuns. And then Suttanta Pitaka explains the Buddha's discourse in narrative and abhidhamma pitaka explains us defines what dhamma is a kind of, it's a kind of a catechism in catholic church yeah it's a catechism yeah it's like a catechism it's just a, it shows just definitions of some uh, yeah So, right. Okay, so one question. Yes, please. What is Suttanta? Uh-huh. What is Suttanta? Ah, okay, then. Sut- according to Theravada tradition, Sutta divides on to the Suttanta and Abhidhamma. So it's in. Sometimes they may say Sutta Right? No, not Suttanta Pitaka. But uh, according to Buddha Gosa, he says that Sutapitaka n- includes not only Suttanta, but also Abhidhamma. Can you see? Do you f- are you following me? I'm following you, but... Uh, yeah. So, the word Suttanta... Ah, okay, okay. It's a sutra. Anta. And anta means end or how say how do you translate a uh, end and ending or final form or edge or so it means uh, like a core of a sutra. So it's the same as the word vedanta the anta.
3: So
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's the same word as a vedanta. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's a but uh, not so big difference between. So that's Suttanta. They, they, they're calling
3: each individual Sutta, actually
1: the name is Suttanta. Right, right, right. Yes, please. Vynaya, what was, huh?
3: How did you describe the Vinaya Vittaka?
1: Oh, Vinaya Vittaka is a, a discipline of monks and nuns. Biku, Bikuni. So then Abhidhamma, is original, in, in, traditionally it explains that Abhi is uh, a best or um, elegant form or best explanation of dharma or something like that. But uh, it's originally Abhi means uh, just a prefix of about something. So about Dhamma, some teaching about Dharma. In this case Dhamma meant I think Suttanta. Yeah. Because you know, uh you have a uh, three baskets, right? If you compare Theravada Canon with uh, other traditions, uh Vinaya Pitaka and Suttanta Pitaka is almost the same as uh Sarvastivadins or Dharma Guptakas, Mahasangika, other, tra- uh, other traditions also have a s- almost the same Stanta Pitaka and uh, Vinapitaka. However, Abhidhamma Pitaka is uh, totally different from each other. So, many scholars think that Abhidhamma Pitaka was added in later times after school divided. So maybe Vinaya and Stanta is the oldest layer of um, Pali canon. Maybe some terrible the monks do not agree with me, but scholars <laughs> think that, so. <laughs> so okay, then. We w- wanna go to text, so... Okay, then, yeah, so last, uh, uh, then, do you have any questions? Okay, yeah. Okay, then, first, okay, let, let me summarize the grammar of Pali. Uh, I want to simply, simply s- simplify the grammar of Pali. Uh, In summary, all of, all words of Pali can be categorized as three, just three. You know, one, two, three. And then first one is a noun or adjunctive. It changed by case and number. So, and then second one is a verb. And it's very complicated. And the third one is indeclinable. It doesn't change. So it's very easiest word. When you Meet indeclinable word, you can see absolutely same word, same form in your dictionary. So, like adverb or infinitive. So, you can see the indeclinable. It's, it's a, it doesn't change. So, but, and then it's easiest. And in the case of verb, you don't see verb so much in text, it, particularly in Pali Canon. They prefer the norm, form of norm. They when, when you can, when you can use a verb form, they prefer the noun form. So they, you don't see verb very much. So most important is he, this one. So you have to be accustomed to noun noun changes. Ch- so, yeah, as as you will see, the almost. Almost all words of a party text is a uh, noun and uh, this this form. So, okay. Sounds sounds simple. <laughs> sounds easy. They stuck a lot of things in those <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> but each each change is similar to each other, don't you think? It's a uh, okay let's read text then
2: so I'll give you a break so we'll switch off here uh, he and I and uh, all of these texts come from this little book that I mentioned before uh, poly Buddhist texts explained for the beginner to the beginner by Rui e. A. Johansson
0: put the microphone hmm put the microphone oh right microphone all right
2: Microphones. So, so let's we'll start with the first one. Who wants to begin? It's <laughs> a microphone. You've got to it. <laughs> Somebody, the first line. Mm-hmm.
0: So we're going to read it and Is translate it. Is that
2: where we're starting? Yeah. So number two here. So it's talking about suffering. So it's going to be suffering. So just read the first line. Oh. <laughs>
0: <We'll suffer through. laughs> yeah, succumb. Katamancha Pika Tukam Aria Satan Pikachu Katamancha Pikave Dukam Tukam
2: Aria Great, thank you. So there we go. Our first uh line of uh Polly.
0: I'd rather so. hear you read it so I have some idea what it's <laughs> supposed to sound like.
2: So what words do we know? Duka. So we were just talking about Dukkha. What's Dukkha? Suffering. suffering. Yeah. So that's the suffering word. And uh, what's that? Bikave. Oh, monks. monks. So that's monks. And you have the full paradigm of monks on the handout I gave you before. And so what gender, number, and case is this? Number and case. Vocative plural. Yeah, so you look at all your forms here. So two, four, six, eight times two is 16. And then all the others. But there's only one that's bikave. So the vocative plural. So we're addressing the monks. Oh, monks, what? That's the first word, kataman. And here's a change that an M has turned into this N with the tilde. Cha is and, and it's post-positive in clitic, so it follows the word. So when you translate it, you slide it around to the front of the word that it's following. So you translate this as, and, O monks, what is the noble truth suffering, the suffering noble truth? Arya is Sanskrit, Arya, Aryan. And this was the word that meant noble. Now, nowadays, Aryan has a distinctly bad flavor to us. People know the story about this? It's a great Sanskrit word. It means noble. It's a really nice word. Yeah, because uh, they were into this Aryan... Blood, the Indo-European bloodline. So they didn't like the Jews. They didn't want any of the Semitic blood. And so they took this Sanskrit word and they adopted it as a word of their own. And But now there's so much baggage on it, we can't use it anymore, even though it used to be a nice word. Uh, yeah, that's right. Um, the word for Iran, by the way, has a similar story. Uh The Iranians only called themselves Iran, the country Iran, in the Second World War because they wanted to curry favor with Hitler, who had adopted the Aryan word. And it's part of their language, part of the Persian language, and it means noble, just like Aryan means noble. But before, they called themselves Persia, Fars. So they adopted the Iran word for their country only in the Second World War. Excellent. Um, to ally themselves with Hitler um, because uh, they didn't like the Russians and they didn't like the British. So in the Second World War, the people they allied with were the Germans. So, curious story about politics. Excellent. Uh, next. Hand the microphone to somebody else. Yeah. So... Uh, so the satyam is a neuter noun. So satyam. So neuters have that M. Okay. That M is also used for accusatives, but here it's because of a neuter. So the noble truth, and then here the dukkha, the suffering, here the dukkha is going to be an adjective, the suffering noble truth, as opposed to other noble truths. And an adjective. It has to agree with no. Yeah, so it'll agree, put the same endings on it. So in general, uh, you have to match up the endings for gender number case. But if you have words of different classes, the actual letters might be different, but they'll match in gender number case. Great. Somebody else. Next three words. Three words. Jati piduka. Excellent. So Dukkha again. The P is indeed. And Jati. Birth. So this is from the gene word, John, jeans, so there's lots of birth words about that. Notice in both of these sentences, we don't have a verb. So if you don't have a verb, you just supply the verb to be, is, and they frequently leave that out. So birth is suffering, and they've matched the ending, so that's a feminine jati, and then dukha, with the long A's feminine. Somebody else, next. Jara P. Dukkha. Great. And what's this mean? Um, old age is suffering. Yeah, Jara, old age. Some people have mentioned the Zarathustra before, the prophet of the ancient Iranian prophet of the Zarathustrian religion. Some people think his name means... The guy with the old camels. So Zara is old, and Ustra is camels. <laughs> Why he would have that name, I don't know. Hey, right, next phrase. Yeah. So that's translated as aging. Is that just a new translation? Yeah. Let's see. So Zara,
0: it's
2: just the basic noun for old age. It doesn't really. Apply the process of aging. When you say like aging in English, it's like the process of growing old, right? So I, th- yeah. so I think this is just the basic noun, old age. Like jati is just the basic noun, birth. Next one.
0: Uh, maram P. Dukam means death is uh-huh. suffering.
2: Yeah, death is suffering. So here we're back to a neuter noun. So on the am ending. Great. Next one. So now we have a whole compound. So read the whole thing until you come to the comma and dukkha.
0: Soka Parideva dukkha.
2: Keep going. Upa uh, dom-
0: Upasa pe dukkha.
2: Excellent. Great. Thank you. So here's our first compound. Well, actually, we had Arya Sakam in the first line, the noble truth. So what's this whole compound mean? So you've got to go through each word and see what it means and then pile them all together. That's right, they would not be there. This is to help us. This is a nice help, yeah. So if you go to the internet and get the, the texts, they wouldn't have those uh dividing lines between the words and the compound. So Soka. Grief, sorrow, Parideva. lamentation, domanasa, depression. Upayasa misery. So we've piled all these things up. So all of these things are dukkha, suffering. So what kind of compound would this be, probably? So we have a
0: probably
2: a dvanva. So we just adding them together with an and sign, A and B and C and D. And you can do more than just two. So Soka, uh, grief and lamentation and depression and misery is suffering. Um, There's no like rules. You can't be certain how to take these compounds. It's a sort of what makes the best sense. You could take this another way. You could say the grief of lamentation, of suffering, of death. Uh, But the simplest way is just and. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, when you make a compound, you just take the stem form of the noun. But only the last one then has an ending. Yeah, all the others are just the stem forms, which sometimes for like a feminine will be the same as the nominative. But for like a masculine, it's different. So the nominative would end in an O and the stem form would just end in a short A so it's the stem form and only when you get to the end do you have an ending and yeah here it's the plural uh masculine so a long a which just looks like a feminine singular so does you have know, to sort out which is which when you see a long a excellent somebody else continue yam picham na labati tampidukam right now our sentence is getting more complex. So what do we have here? We have a yum, and a tum. So which and that, and then an itcham, and we have a verb here. Yes, excellent. Good. All right, we're rolling. Yes. So they put this little apostrophe there.
3: That's the Santi right there where you lose because it was two eyes together, right? And you lost one of them.
2: Yeah. So if you. Or would just say Picham. It wouldn't have that been no. No. And in Sanskrit, it's a much more systematic way. So if you have upi plus itch and you have two eyes, then those would combine to give a long I. So it would be written with a long I. But notice here, they're not writing it with a long I. So it's, they just drop one, so it's a little less harder. It's more uh, systematic, or sounds good. Is, is that calm part just an expression with yum, or is that the direct object, like that which wishing it and not getting it? It's the, the yum tongue. Uh huh. So explain, uh, Fuller? Uh huh. Yeah. Relative. So we call this like a co relative. So one's the relative pronoun, the ya. So which, and then the tom, that. So one starts in on the thing and then the other picks it up. Great. Uh, last fight, somebody. Finish it off. I'm <laughs>
0: Sankhitana the long one I think you need to help me because I'm Panchukupa
2: so notice here they don't have the lines dividing no. the words up do they? good So the, the gloss gives that first word as concise. And then what case is it? Instrumental. instrumental. Ena, instrumental. And so here we're just using this instrumental to kind of make it into an adverb. So briefly. So by briefness, literally. And then pancha is uh, five. The same as uh, Greek penta or Latin quinque. So the five. And then what do we have? Attachments. Attachment. Conduct groups. Five groups of
3: attachments.
2: Yeah. So how do we do this compound? And when you do a compound, different elements of the compound can be of different compound types. So you can put two words together in one way and then add a third word in another way. Yeah, so the five factors of attachment. So the of attachment part would be the dependent of the tapurusha. There's a case relationship there. So these five things, this is suffering. And then here, the long A's are probably uh, plurals, masculine plurals, going with the khanda. So the khandas, the groups. Excellent. Wow. You read your first uh, uh, Pali little paragraph there. So all about suffering, but not too much suffering, I hope. Yeah. Next
3: Um, so it's five factors of attachment or suffering. So it's not just saying the f- the five aggregates are inherently dukkha. It's, it's the clinging in them, right? There. So it's, sometimes you hear it translated as five aggregates subject to clinging. I think they're just trying to add a meaning that's not literally there. Mm-hmm. So I was just wondering your take on that, because this, this particular phrase gets translated a lot of different ways. And it, you think the of is just, it's just as simple as that. And I'm trying to get to the real meaning. I think it's, I don't want to overdo it, but.
2: Uh. Yeah, so the, the, the aggregate word, the skanda, kanda. So that doesn't, really, it's just like they say group or factor, but then the particular group has to do with the attachment. So that's the upadana, so that's the word. Um, is that it is gets it, to the meaning of, you know, exactly what these is aggregates are. Is it trying are. to
3: say that the, the duke is inherent in the, in the five khandas, or is, is, or is it the emphasis on the clinging?
2: It's the clinging, I think. Because it is possible to become right? So they say. <laughs> so the aggregates aren't necessarily separate. all right so great job so you launched in your reading of Polly so we were going to switch off so I (laughs) I think Polly is not suffering for you I think
1: (laughs) so okay then let's go to the next page Sorry. So yeah, let's go to the next page. And who can? Would you anybody read this Pali and translate? Who's the next? Who's having microphone?
0: I don't know how to do this just to start off with. Okay. Katamancha mm-hmm. Bekave mm-hmm. Dukkha Samudyam Arya Sacham. Mm-hmm. Great.
1: <laughs> what is Kataman? Um,
0: Which? And monks. The Origin of Suffering mm-hmm. Noble One's Truth No, okay, so I don't know quite to do what with which end but monks mm-hmm.
1: It's a vocative It's what? Uh, it, what? What is the case?
0: Of of Bekave?
1: Vocative Don't know uh, can you translate?
0: No. Yeah, 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 yeah. Locative. Uh, vo- vocative. Oh, vocative. Yeah. Oh, so it's like vocative old monks. Is a, Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, it's like okay, addressing somebody.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh. It's it's yeah. It's used in vocative.
0: So it poses the question, O monks, uh, about the origin of suffering Mm -hmm. and the noble truth. So how about, what is the noble truth of suffering?
1: Yes, exactly. Perfect. Thank you very much. It's, it's not difficult. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: took me a semester to learn enough Hebrew to read the book of Job.
1: <laughs> so, okay, then it's a kataman. <laughs> uh, case of kataman is uh, nominative, right? Yeah. Nominative neuter. Oh, then, And this is a nominative as a subject. So kataman, cha is the end. So dukkha samudayan, ariya satchan. dukkha samudayan is also nominative, neuter. Ariya is also nominative, uh, neuter. Can you, would you look at the polygram outline mm-hmm. and then... Katama ends with a katama and oh, yes, please. I
2: have a stupid question for both of you. Besides the Pali canon, is there anything else that's planned that's in Pali? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, but
2: anything around the
3: time sort of the canon or, or ancient times, is, is there any record of anything in
1: Pali language?
3: I guess it
1: wasn't written down. So wouldn't be inscription, Sri Lankan inscription, and then as you said, commentary. Yes, inscription, commentary, and Pali Canon. inscription is related to Buddhism. I
0: yeah. Yeah. Everything really with Pali Canon related to Buddhism.
1: Yeah. So you you mean without out of Buddhist tradition is there Pali language or not? Yeah. Yeah, we cannot see any texts in Pali out of Buddhist tradition, yes.
2: That's not Sanskrit, is it? Sanskrit is more general.
1: Exactly, in ancient India. Right, right. Right. Maybe Buddhism was the only thing that happened in Pali that was
0: worth writing down.
1: Yeah, actually... Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it's a good question. Thank you. What the Pali means? Line. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Said
1: that. Yes. line. Yes, exactly. Line or text. Okay. Well, canonical text. Mm. So Pali originally means a canonical text. So sutras, Abhidhamma, Sutta. These texts are called Pali. So yeah, that's a good question. That's why the outside of (laughs) good, yeah, (laughs) right, right. So yeah, line is a, yeah, originally it means line. So yeah, it's a kind of tradition, you know, from past to present from yeah, the oral tradition. So, yeah, yeah, I think in English, canon, do you, canon imply some written text? No? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Written text, yeah. yeah. Scripture also originally means uh, scribe, yeah. right? Yeah. But uh, Pali is different. It's not scribed. It's oral text, so. Like the transmission, right? Exactly. Can we say oral, oral scripture? Yeah. Can we say? Yeah. Make sense? oral scripture or oral text makes sense and
2: even the old testament there was the written scripture before the, mm. the, <laughs> the oral scripture the oral <laughs> scripture was not written down until yes oral <laughs> scripture right <laughs> in the semantic sense
3: scripture being written if yes in modern time it will go directly to the cd in the computer for more
1: to <laughs> 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 yeah yeah i have some of this i i, I will you, you can listen later yeah 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 i have it Okay, yeah. And so this, in these sentences, katam, du aridayan this is a nominative neuter singular. So that's why these are subjects, right?
0: Yeah. Um, question about poly nouns, do you, do you have to memorize which ones are masculine, neuter, and feminine like you do in French? Or is there something? If you, <laughs> tell
1: you? you if you memorize perfectly and they and understand what it means. You don't have to mem you don't have to analyze but uh so how we, are we tell whether it's masculine, gender, or feminine.
0: Oh from looking at the word.
1: Yeah, you then you can you should check your dictionary. So yeah, as, uh, if you want to read it grammatically. Yeah, yeah, but but uh, it's also option to re- memorize everything, so <laughs> shall we? <laughs> Shall we ask you? <laughs> okay then, would you would you read next?
0: Yayam tanha panobavika, nandi raga sahagata tatra tatra binandi.
1: Okay, let's stop here. It's very long sentence. so what is Yan Yer? Yan? Just
0: this?
1: Just this? Uh, it's a pronoun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know what it is. For it. It's, a, it's a, yeah, it's a Sunday. So, yeah. It's originally "ya yeah, ayam," but uh, because of Sunday, it uh, make uh, combine together. So you cannot you can see only "ya yeah, ayam," but uh, it's not one word. It's a "ya yeah, ayam." Okay. It's also nominative singular. Nominative. Feminine and next is. Oh, yes, he said. Yes, exactly. First, the uh, first craving. It was a uh, Uh, element of dependent origination, too. Tanha is, uh, yes, what is the case, can you see, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, yeah, yeah, see. feminine, nominative singular. So it's, if uh, case is the same, uh, nomi- uh, subject must be the nominative, right? So Tanha is subject here you can see. And what is the next? Pono, Buhar, Yeah. Leading to reverse. This is difficult word. This is originally. So it's a preverb. "Pnal" means uh, again. And "bhava." this was also an element of dependent origination. It means birth or, uh, no, no, Uh, it's life or becoming. So, and Ika is uh, make some word, some noun to uh, adjunctive. So, it's a, so, again, life, so it means rebirth. Next one, leading to rebirth that it mean that's what it means so next nandi raga sahagata what is nandi
3: pleasure
1: yeah pleasure, pleasure. mhm
3: so the emotion
1: of pleasure yeah yeah raga is emotion and uh, yeah what is sahagata things connected with so things connected with the emotion of pleasure exactly exactly so may I ask what the compound this is uh, emotion of, so that would be the uh, uh, that's
3: the uh, dependent
1: yeah, yeah 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 exactly and uh, Nandi Raga this part is uh, Dvandva Nandi and Raga and uh, Nandi Raga and Sahagata is a uh, dependent Tatapurusha dependent yeah as you so said yeah, Nandi
3: Raga that's the and the, oh,
1: is it or yeah, 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 is only from, yeah, if you focus on Nandi, Raga, it's a Dvandva, and then, and then Sahagata the, is a dependent okay. component, yes, exactly. So things,
3: oh, so it's things connected with pleasure and passion.
1: Pleasure and passion, yes. Oh, okay, not the pleasure of passion.
3: It's things connected with pleasure and
1: passion. Exactly, passion. Okay. exactly, yeah.
2: It all depends on
1: how you want to
2: translate it. could <laughs> 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 mean both, either one. There's nothing really in the
1: Sanskrit that's close to which one. I no, you were right. <laughs> <laughs> we write you were right. Could
0: write
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's really two
0: kinds of compounds, is what you're saying.
1: Ah, uh, here? It's yes. Two yeah, uh, there are other, there are other comp- compounds too, but uh, here it's the uh, two kinds. And then, yeah, what is tatra? Yeah, exactly. And
3: so, like, tatra, tatra,
1: there yeah. Tatra, tatra. Tatra, tatra means there. So here, it's repetition, tatra, tatra. So here and there. And this is also sandhi tatra oh, abinandini sorry so it com- combine tatravin tatra abinandini so what is abinandini Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So then now you can see, uh, the, there are many nominatives. What is that kind of core subject here? What is the keyword? Pleasure. Pleasure is, uh, Abhinandini? He the no, I mean, yeah. Or, or Yes, exactly. Tanha is the core noun. Can you see? Uh, Yayan yan is a pronoun. And tanha, this is a terse. This is a noun, real noun. And the next, panova buhavika, this is a originally noun, but it, it put ika at the end of this word. So it can, it becomes, a uh, uh adjunctive. So it, has say, how do you say? Uh, it has to agree. Yeah, yeah, agree to the Tanha. Mm-hmm. So next is also the same. Nandi, Raga, Sahagata It's also accompanied by Nandi and the Raga, so it, comes, it uh, has to be correspond to Tanha. And the next, Abhinandi it's also uh, a kind of uh, adjunctive, so it must be connected with the uh, Tanha. So core word is Tanha like here.
0: Okay, would you
1: do next? Oh, yeah. Um,
2: it's the last line we're on? se yeah. dam Okay. Se-yati-dam kamatanha bhavatanha vibavatanha
1: Very good pronunciation. Thank you. So what is seyatidam?
3: It's namely.
1: Yeah. It's indeclinable, so it doesn't change. Hmm. So always seyatidam is seyatidam. So it's easiest word. So what is a karma?
2: Um. Is it in the list here? Uh, yeah, yeah, the, cra- the yeah, craving
1: yeah, for yeah. love, cra- craving for pleasure. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, wh- what is the compound? Is this? Yeah, you are right. Tan karma uh, tanha is a thirst for pleasure. So, what is the compound? This is. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. For oh, yes. okay. so thirst for pleasure, exactly. So what's the next? Tangha? Um,
2: Bhava is becoming craving for life or for rebirth. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. Suffering.
1: What kind of compound this is?
2: And wouldn't it be the same? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and uh, then the last next one would be craving for death or annihilation. Right. Or if suffering. Yeah. And that would also be the same.
1: Yeah, thing. exactly. Thank you. So three kinds of tangha here yes. is explain, uh, explained. So pleasure, uh, life, and death. It's a uh, ac- actually according to Buddha Explanation: uh, Bhava is alive, and V is a negative. He he thinks, he thinks. So that's why it's an annihilation, or nothing. It's a desire to nothing or annihilation. This is also desire. <laughs> annihilation? Can you say? V means what? Ah, negative, preva, negative. So that's why it's not not life. Annihilation, or in Sanskrit, vibhava means uh, prospective pr- pr- prospect, prosperity. prosperity. Yes, in Sanskrit, so it's a, a, bit, a very different from Pali. So prosperity, prosperity yeah, because because v means a uh, variety, so variety of your life. So it's a prosperity. Mm. So it's very different meaning.
0: Could those also be descriptive compounds? Could could there be something you would translate
3: it as a type of compound, type of craving? So there's a description of craving rather than
0: Uh craving for?
1: Craving for.
0: Could could you actually say that it's a descriptive compound?
1: What would you have me? Um,
2: No. I think so. so. being first and then non being first. That seems like yeah. descriptive. Yeah. So these compounds,
1: you can take them in different ways. But the, but the meaning kind of comes out the same in that case. Yeah, yeah and. Let me explain the word of sucha last. Uh is uh, a. It's also from satya in, satya in Sanskrit, and then it, uh, it's a be verb. It's a Asti in uh, third singular of Sat is Asti in Sanskrit and Ati in Pali, and then Esti uh, in Greek and est in Latin and French, and east in German, and what is in English. So it sounds... same. As the est, e, east is. So... Pali is an ancestor of your language. (laughs) So then... So that 's why some scholar translates such a reality it 's a, a kind of exist real, real thing. so no truth is okay, but uh, some scholars prefer reality. Do you agree <laughs> What is the etymological? What is the truth is etymologically? What is the meaning? Uh, Reality.
2: from such is from us to be. So such is such is the participle, the present participle of us to be. So it means being, and then good, and then they stick that suffix on the why that means
0: to the mm-hmm. so, All right.
1: Great. are a you tired?